I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm thrilled to have Sharon Coleman joining today. We are going to talk about her amazing journey. This is a live stream for the Meditation Conversation podcast and the Conscious Awakening Network. Thank you to those who are joining us on the Zoom. You also may be watching the live stream on YouTube or on the Conscious Awakening Network, several ways that you can access it through the Conscious Awakening Network, Roku and Amazon Fire and so on. So um, very happy to have you all. I am Kara Goodwin and I'm the host of the Meditation Conversation podcast. So Sharon Coleman, is joining today. And Sharon has been on the path of soul evolution for 37 years. An enlightened master appeared in her life at age 26 to guide her transformation. In 2007, she experienced two code blues while in an intensive care unit. As her heart stopped beating in this dimension, she awoke into what she refers to as the home for all souls. She was divinely guided through mental telepathy and shown astounding truths and the nature of reality. When she returned to her body, she started channeling direct messages for those around her. She has deepened her gifts of clairvoyance and clairaudience to serve others. Today, she reunites others with their higher selves so that they may tap into their own inner wisdom and live in their higher calling. She is a spiritual mentor and guides others through multidimensional channels. This is a really powerful episode. You may want to check it out on my YouTube channel, The Meditation Conversation. We share some photos and videos of intriguing lights in the sky that you may want to see with your own eyes. In this episode, you're going to hear about healing from invisible hands, big blue beings, those unexplained lights and craft in the sky, and dramatic physical and emotional healing. This is really, really powerful content. Uh, so I, I hope you get a lot out of it. You may want to listen to it more than once. So let's get into it just as soon as we talk about Viore shampoo bars. I've been using Viore shampoo and conditioner bars for almost a couple of years now. I was really drawn to trying shampoo bars after considering all the plastic I use and the extra water that goes into processing traditional shampoo. I found Viore and love that not only are they helping to reduce plastic and water use, they're also supporting the indigenous tribal people of Longshen. I've found that not only is Viore doing great things to help the environment and humanity, but the products are really amazing. I love the way my hair looks, feels, and smells. Their products are gentle and help to volumize and strengthen hair and even encourage regrowth. The bars are beautifully designed and even the minimal packaging is unique and gorgeous. It does take a little getting used to using a bar when you're used to using traditional shampoo, but I actually liked that acclimation process too. I like giving my brain something new to figure out and it really doesn't take long to get the hang of it. So branch out, try shampoo bars, go for the best, which is Viore, and feel great about your purchasing power and look great to boot. Check out my sponsor's link on karagoodwin.com and use code Kara, K-A-R-A, for 10% off your order. And now enjoy this episode. So welcome, Sharon. I am so excited to be with you today. Sarah, I'm so excited to be with you too. I love being on here with you. 
Well, you have had an amazing healing experience that I can't wait to get into. But I think first it will make the most sense if we just kind of level set and talk about your journey up to that point to give it some context. I understand you, you'd been living with pain for a, a really long time. So can you lay some foundation for us? I absolutely can. Yeah, I've been doing, you know, healing work as far as others are concerned, both on the third dimensional pattern side, which is really heavy, and also with just specific diseases like cancer and other things that people have been going through in a third dimensional plane, right, that we're in a higher energetic state able to transmute. However, the problem that I didn't, I wasn't aware of there was any problem is that I was taking on um, that pain at a level I didn't understand. And so what happened is actually about eight years ago, I started to experience an incredible chronic pain in my back. And I will say I've had um, 12 major surgeries on my body. I was in a wheelchair at age seven. So I've gone through, I can't even tell you how many hospital stays and have gone through multiple surgeries. And so someone told me once, very wise person, that I was working off all old karma and decided to do it in that way in this lifetime. However, I had not been through pain in a long period of time when that started to occur. And so it was so excruciating that I couldn't put down my foot without getting a stabbing pain that went all the way through my body. So actually, Kara, for eight years, I was doing shots of cortisone in my back, eight or nine shots, different places in my back. And I was doing them every six months. And what happened is they stopped working. Um, about a year and a half ago, they stopped working. So by medical uh, guidance, and I knew intuitively um, that I went to have a back surgery that I was told by the guides could help. So I had it. Unfortunately, although it diminished some pain, the pain was still so excruciating I couldn't walk. And I'm a, you know, like, you know, I'm an advanced meditator. I've been on the spiritual path since I was 26. And so for me, there's, I understand the third dimensional world, but I also understand the constraints of it. And so I had that surgery. The pain was still there. I continue to do what I do, right? Which is serve and heal. And I was in so much pain. Well, I've been with Joe. I feel like I'm just going on and on, Kara. I've Joe. been with Joe. Oh, Dr. Oh. Joe Dispenza. Been with Dr. <laughs> Joe Dispenza actually for 12 years before he was popular. And so I'm an advanced meditators of Joe. And I went to attend an advanced student follow-up retreat in Colorado. I guess now it's been, I'm never great with this time thing we have here. It's I May. May. Oh, May. Yeah, there you go. So it's been since May. And I'll and I, when you're ready, I'll share about the experience that happened. But I am completely healed. Like it's gone. It, and it's more amazing because it's like it never happened. So there's not even remnants of it left within my body. <laughs> wow. So to recap, you have had, you spent time in a wheelchair as a child. You have had this pain in your back has been going on for so long, for eight years. You've been taking shots of cortisone that stopped working a year and a half ago. And you've had surgery that did not stop this pain. Okay. Now, I also 
believe that when you came to this conference, this specific conference, that it was in such a large space. Were you using a wheelchair while you were there as well? Um, I Unfortunately, I had to. That's not how I showed up. But I think based on many things there, I, my pain was so excruciating. And unfortunately, or fortunately, it's a huge hotel and the Gaylord Resort and the Rockies, and it's a huge hotel. Um, so the walking between that, I think in the altitude actually might be what it was, became excruciating. And so I was literally just barely shuffling my feet and then realized that, man, this is it. I've In order to participate, I've got to get some help. So I'll tell you a fascinating way that this whole thing happened. I actually, when I was in so much pain, I went and asked all of the staff, chose staff, if I could possibly get a healing. And I was actually told no by the staff. And so I was going about my own way. And then I'm sorry to interrupt you, but they do. So they offer healings by practitioners there at this at the conference. Right. But it's actually not the practitioners. It's the other advanced meditators like myself. Okay. So the person they go into a deep trance state as Joe is guiding them through this healing meditation. And so they literally do what we do there, right? Which is you completely leave yourself. You leave your personality. There's no one, no time, no space, right? You're gone when you're in deep meditation. And they do that, but they're guided through a healing meditation. So there are eight healers per person. And the person that is getting the healing is laying on the ground, covered in this little blanket. And then they go through this huge meditation. Um, outside of the room, by the way, which will become pertinent in a minute, outside of the room, and then they're led in the room, and you're in the center of eight chairs, and then they come and they hold out their hands, and then there's a healing that happens. Wow. Okay. So okay. they said that you they said no. This. Okay. They said no. So that was the first morning that they had said no. We I went obviously into the meditations with Joe, which is like the greatest experience in the world anyway, but went into the meditations with Joe and was going, as I normally do, really deep into no thing and to that beautiful gap, that everything. And so I was going through that. And then we had a break and I went to my room for a moment. And when I came back, I had left my name badge. And I mean, this is a hike. And the lady at the door said, I'm sorry, but I can't let you in because you have a wristband and a name badge. She said, I can't let you in with the wristband. You've got to go get your name badge. And I looked at her like I was ready to cry. There's, there's no way that I can walk back there. There's just no way. And she said, I'm sorry, I can't let you in. So I limped and shuffled my little feet, trying to walk back in unbelievable pain, got the name badge, walked back. Well, by the time I got to the door, I think she could see in my eyes. I was just like ready to fall down through so much pain. So she got me a chair. This is an interesting event. She got me a chair and set me down by where people were moving in. She said, just stay here for a minute. But all these people were moving in. And finally, I decided, well, I'm just going to go back to my seat, right? I don't need to sit here. I'm going back to my seat. So right when I walked in the door, two people from Joe's staff not volunteers, staff, 
said, come with me. And I was like, okay. So I followed him. They, I followed him over to this long table where this woman was working, young woman was working on a computer. And they just set me down there. They didn't really say anything to her. And so she looked up at me and she said, I don't mean to be rude, but I've got to keep working. And I said, that's no problem. And then she worked a while. She looked at me and she said, what are you doing here? I said, I don't know. Those two women asked me to sit down. And she said, what's your name? I said, my name is Sharon Coleman. She said, okay, well, I just got to go back to work. I said, no problem. So all of a sudden, I'm telling you within five minutes, she looks up, she looks at me and she's stunned. And she said, you are that Sharon. And I said, what? And she said, we have a random number selector. And we were done with the healings and it turned on and your number came up. Oh, that gives me so many chills. I mean, I trust me, I had him and I knew immediately who it was. Like I knew immediately that it was not from this dimension for sure. Right. I knew that. And but I was so touched because I knew they had made a way right for me to get this healing. And it was just astounding. So so I did. So then they do a healing on you once a day for three days if you're one of the healies, as they call them. So here's where the fun begins, Karen. So what happens is everyone stays outside the doors, these huge doors, like convention center doors, stays outside. And Joe is walking him through a meditation out there. And we are all laying down, awaiting them to come in to the room. And I had my mask on, right? I always wear my mask for meditation. And I had my mask on. And all of a sudden, I felt as though something, the only way I can describe it is something that was far beyond our time, scanned my entire body, like all the way down and all the way up. It was like nothing that I'd ever heard of or seen or so Did you that, see it in your mind's eye. Oh, I could, you can feel it literally. Like, I mean, it's this huge energy. I had that happen when the praying mantis came to heal me when I was giving one of my spiritual retreats. I had the same sense of it, but this was a different one. But it was the same sense that you can't move and it's doing it for you. There's, you have nothing to do with it. So I thought this is what's so funny. And then I knew like the mental telepathy, the mental telepathy thought came in that said, we are healing you at a cellular level. And I thought, how interesting, right? The whole time, Kara, I thought that the healers were in the room. Oh, they were not. There was no one in the room but the healers. There was not even staff in the room. So then I heard the doors open. Clunk, clunk, and I was like, what just happened? I mean, my whole body was lit up. It's like, and I could feel like someone was literally working. Someone, it's not a someone, but was working with my cells on a cellular level. And so then the healers came in. And so then Joe walks them through this meditation now that you're hearing him walk them through where you're there. And then they all lay hands out. And then that was a powerful experience on top of the first one 
very quickly, I'll just let you know that what happened was, well, I felt my whole body convulsing, which is not unusual for healings and felt my whole body convulsing and moving in directions I wouldn't have told you were possible. But then I had this, I saw all of a sudden a daisy field. Now I thought to myself, what, why daisies? Literally like why daisies? That was the one thing I thought. And all of a sudden I saw my seven-year-old self. I couldn't have even told you what she looked like. And she's running through this field of daisies. She's running, which is significant because after all the surgeries I had on my legs, especially up until the eighth grade, I never learned how to run. I didn't know how to run because that was not something I could do physically. And here this child in me is running through this field just unbelievably happy. And I'm yelling from inside of myself. I'm yelling, go, Sharon, go, go, Sharon, go. And it was like the most unbelievable experience. And she gets to the end of the field. This part of me gets to the end of the field and turns around. And she looks at me with those completely enlightened eyes that I have during meditation. I know that. I know where she was at incredible experience. That's the first day. Oh my God. And so, oh, I mean, I'm just oh. weeping. Do you know how the, like in deep meditation, how the tears, you don't cry. The tears fall from your eyes when you're in that state of union. So it's that type of tears flowing down my, my face. So what's so funny is I go to get up and I, I would say the level of improvement that first day was like 70%. And I am now going, what? So as we go to lunch and we're moving around, I hear other people saying, did you get the healing before the healing? And I said, I did. So this group of women and one other guy were just chatting away about what had happened to them. And so one of the women said, I looked behind me and there was this enormous blue bean. And she didn't know about the blue beans. I didn't either at that time. I mean, I didn't really put it together at that time. And she, you know, so she's describing this, but we're all describing experiences that ha have nothing to do with anything that's ever happened in, on this earth plane. It's not from this earth plane, right? So again, the rest of the day, you know, we meditate for, you know, I don't know, 10, 11 hours every day, which is fabulous, all different meditations, but I went to do the walking meditation and I still, I, I couldn't stand in one place without getting an excruciating pain within like a couple minutes. It's something I hadn't been able to do, but so I had a woman following me with a wheelchair and I was in a wheelchair that day and, but I had a powerful walking meditation. Um, it was just, she was a beautiful soul inside of this powerful meditation that day too went to sleep next day, next day, second healing. Now on this healing, I, you know, now, you know, there was a healing before the healing. Okay. But I felt as though the strongest man's hands went behind, I'm laying down flat on my back and someone went behind my back, lifted up my back at an angle. I remember thinking, I don't think my body can do this. And then I felt vertebrae by vertebrae, 
I felt this energy taking each one of my vertebrae and you could actually feel it moving all the way up and all the way down. And it happened three times. And the third time when it was over, again, a mental telepathy thought that said, and this is what's so funny, they showed me a picture of your tailbone. Now, this picture, we felt like it was an encyclopedia from the 40s. It was such an old page out of an encyclopedia. And I remember like, wow, that's bizarre, right? But what they said was, we had to go all the way into your tailbone to heal you. That's what they said. And then again, the doors open and the healers come in. Second day. And when I got up that time, I was completely healed. I was, and I, and here's what you got to understand that's so fascinating about it. We went on a walking meditation right after that healing. I had not been able to walk in years. So every time I attempted anything, I was forced. I'm talking about not being able to go buy groceries. Like I'm talking about like crazy, right? And I'm just spending more and more time in meditation because, of course, there's no pain for anything in meditation and in that state. And so I get up to do a walking meditation. And this lovely woman who had been pushing the wheelchair is still behind me with the wheelchair. And at one point, she said to me, Sharon, slow down. I can't keep up. And I think what is unbelievable, Kara, is the significance of this was, I'm so touched. I was walking. And what I knew is that I was walking like other people have walked, like they walk. They don't even recognize what a gift it is. They walk, they have this beautiful gait. And I had a gait that I have not ever had since I was seven years old. I was walking with a grace and a, my whole body, I was like, this is what it feels like to walk normally, I just couldn't get over the beauty of the movement. It was incredible. And just again, an un- unbelievable stand, you know, and it's all believable. I-, I always correct people that I work with when they say it's not believable because I say it's all believable. The second day in that walking meditation towards the end, I stopped because you go from closing your eyes to opening your eyes as you walk, right? But I stopped and I looked up in the sky and I see these spaceships. I mean, like the outlines, they're like all these lights, right? That form exactly into a spaceship. And I am staring like, I don't care what I believed in the past. I'm actually knowing that. Now I'm seeing it. It's not something I've heard. It's not, I'm experiencing it now. And I was whoa. And I just stare, you just stare right at it. And of course there were other people, not everybody saw them though. This is what's so fascinating. So I don't know if it was the resonance. I don't know if it was the, how high my vibration was because not everybody saw them. And the people that did were like me, where they'd been doing this for, you know, 20 years, 30 years. I mean, they were people that had been practicing deep advanced meditation for years and years and years, but we could see them as clearly there. You could see them as clearly. I just can't even tell you. In fact, I checked. Well, I, I, yeah, I have a video. I can see if I can pull it up. 
if you want, if you don't mind me sharing it, you can pull it up. Okay. Let me, it might take me a minute. Okay. You know, one thing that I, we talked about the blue beings before we started, but we have not, you brought them up, but you didn't really, there was no context. So I don't know if you want to save that until you've talked about the third day or if you. I'm absolutely fine talking about it now, but you know, these blue beans came to Dr. Joe, I want to say about four years ago in an advanced week-long meditation retreat. And when he first saw them, they're so tall in this convention rooms that they have to bend down in order to fit in the room. The first time that he saw them, he didn't say a word during that time. And so he felt as though they were observing, um, but he didn't say anything that time. Then they came a second time. And the second time he saw them again in the same way, right? These tall, I, to say tall is an understatement, these blue beans. Giant because they are taller than that room. Okay. They're immense beings. And what, what happened was they said to Joe, Joe, we can't come down any lower in our frequency because we love ourselves too much to come down to meet the people that are in the room. However, if you can get them to move into the highest vibration of divine love, we can help heal people. And so I, I feel like that's the reason that there were many people that did not have that healing experience, although I wish everyone had. I think it was based on where they had evolved spiritually in their own being and their own connection so that they could easily reach that. Like, yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, I know I've been in that vibration since I came back from the conversation, you know, in what I call our soul home. I know I've had that divine love vibration. It just moves through me because people comment on it all the time. I didn't necessarily know <laughs> other people tell you that they know, right? So is uh, there any, is there any like insight onto where these blue beings are from? You know, I don't know. It's interesting. After I got home, if you go on YouTube and look up Joe Dispenza, I think it's either through miracle healings, which by the way is fascinating because I said to everybody, I received a miracle healing. I mean, because you know, you did. You, there's no doubt in your mind that this did not come from, this did not come yeah. from even the people that were healing you. Although that was a powerful experience. That's not where it came from. These beings were able to come in and match that frequency or get low enough that I, because they said we love ourselves. Listen to this, that we love ourselves too much to go any lower mm -hmm. in our frequency. If you can get people to move into that higher divine love frequency, then we can heal them. I, it's just, it's an, it's incredible. So there are things online where other people just like me are talking about having been healed from these blue beans. So there's other people and they're just mm -hmm. as like blown away. And, and you'll hear all kinds of different healings like I did at the advanced uh, follow-up retreat where people were saying like they twisted my body in ways that I never believed my bones could even go. That's how I felt when they lifted my back the way they did. I said, I don't, my body can't go like this physically. 
exactly like I couldn't pull it off. Right. And that was your physical being that was contorting in that way. Yes. That healing. Yeah. It's your physical being, but yeah. it's it's not of this dimension. I'm yeah. And, and it's I interesting. Would say, go ahead. Please. Sorry. Go. Just as you talk about the you know, this kind of coalition of healers who are supporting you, of of humans who are supporting you. I'm sure that there is like the energy that they're, you know, they're like a conduit to be able to set the stage or set the field for would do you think that's accurate to be able to for these beings to be able to come and manipulate in that way? The only reason that now I, I will talk about the healers as well, but the only reason that I don't feel like it was that part of it was them was because it happened before they ever came in the room the first day. But didn't you say that they were outside meditating? Oh, they were outside being walked through preparing. Okay. I thought they were out there doing. Okay. Oh yeah. No, but they were being prepared. They were getting, you know, what I call, I don't know what else to call it is when you're in state, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in state. So you're in tune. So like priming the pump. That. Yeah. Priming the pump. Beautifully yeah. said. Sarah, priming the pump with the Please. healer. There was an immense, I mean, I had my, um, I don't know why I can't think today. My eye mask on. And when they walked in and started healing, I saw white light through the mask. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, that's an immense experience as well. And I had amazing healings from those as well, right? So I think it was a cumulative experience for certain. I think it was a cumulative experience. Oh, my goodness. Like, I would, I I literally, I, I have not, you know, I walk around in gratitude because once you've um, had a near-death experience and you recognize uh, what the soul is here to do, and that it, it's all about what the soul is here to do. Oh my gosh, there's the photo. Yes. Well, there's a photo. There's one. So, that is, but is see this... in the photo that you can't see that. Let me see. Can uh-huh. you see I'm getting really pixelated, but up here. Did. There they are. Mm-hmm. There Can they you guys are. see this? Yes. Right there. Yeah. Although it's much more, it's clear like in the photo, but you can see that ship. And by the way, the one up in the far left, that light is a ship too. Oh, and see, you can see a double one right here. There, the next day, the one that I took, oh yeah, now you can see it. Now you can see them. The next day I took one and there were like eight or nine moving in all different directions. I mean, it was. I do have a video as well. Let me see. Okay, now can you see? Yeah, this was the next day. Is this this the video you're talking about? Yep, this was the next day. Now, when you'll look up, you'll look up. I was standing like at the edge of that, and you'll look up in a minute. Yep, see, right under that white streak, you'll start to see all these beautiful dots, and they're all moving in different, it kind of went out fast, but yeah, I can't quite see them, but they're all- I can see them really well. Oh, you can? Yeah. Here, oh, good, because go I have on my glasses, but goodness, I'm starting oh. it. I'm starting it over here. So, yeah. And then you got to expand it after you start it. And yet, there they are. There mm-hmm. they are. You see them perfectly. And they all mm-hmm. moved in different directions. They were all separate. Even, I mean, again, that's there's amazing. a big difference between hearing about it and experiencing it, right? And they're coming in and out. I mean, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. They're just moving in and out. And there was one more. 
this? I don't know how. Oh, easy that this. was. Yeah, that was. No, this is fascinating. If you can expand that so they can see the giant beams on the right hand side, there was a lot of activity. This was not at mine. This was at the London one. But if you expand, you see these big beams right here on the right hand side of that. Light? Right here. Yeah, they're big wow. beams. They can see they have arms, they have legs. They're and big. these look like lights that Lots are of other spaceships windows. I mean, whatever or... you want to call them. What do they call them now? UAPs. Alien craft. What do they call them? UAPs. UAPs. Unidentified aerial Unidentified phenomenon, aliens. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very good. That's well, how we know we're okay. in 2023. It's got a new name. It's the same thing. <laughs> so UFO. apparently from talking to other people, people that have gone all over the world with Joe as well, they always show up for the advanced retreat because the vibration, you know, you have this huge group of advanced meditators and the vibration is always true, right? That consciousness. So apparently they show up to support because they want to help. They wow. definitely want, I knew that they want to help. You know, I know when it's I phenomenal. had the, the praying mantises come in Maui, at my last retreat, I had not had an experience like that before because they covered me in a cone is the only way I can describe it, but you could not move even a little bit. You couldn't move. And they had the same feeling of all the way through, but this lasted a long time because I actually had one of my students was sitting right outside of where I was. And so when I came out, I was like, what was that like? Because it, it, you're completely transfixed. You can't move. Okay. And this incredible experience is happening to you. And then all of a sudden the cone lifts and that's literally what the experience is like. And so I didn't understand the praying mantises. I, I really, this has all been rather new to me. And I have a friend who's a great healer on Maui and she was helping at the retreat with, you know, my guest. And so I went to her and, and she's lived on Maui for 40 years. And I said, what was that? I described it to her and I said, what was that? And she said, Sharon, that was the praying mantises. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, well, they had come in the past and actually had harmed people here because they needed them for their planet to heal. But now in this time, they are back. So they will heal the healers like that in order to have them move through. Because that entire retreat was channeled, Kara, which blew my mind. Because I believed I would be I, meaning my higher self, would be teaching it. But mm -hmm. it wasn't. It was channeled. So I spent four days in trance state channeling this retreat. Wow. It was unbelievable. So they came on the third day, and I was starting to feel like, you know, a little fatigued, like, this Wait, is, is this, lot, are right? you talking about during the retreat or are we back at Joe's? No, I'm talking about at this, at this retreat. At the retreat in Maui. And, well, and they came three times in my house after that. They came three well, times to my home and I was like, oh, this is just like. That's amazing. But do you remember the first time I had you on the podcast? So I think this was last year, last spring, maybe. And we finished, I stopped recording and I am so so I regret that I stopped recording because I didn't know that you were going to turn on, right? When I turned it off and you said, Kara, you have three giant praying mantises. Oh, I did not remember that. You don't remember? And you no. said they are right 
Oh hair. my gosh. And you're like, do you have three of them? They're huge. And they're like on top of you. And I was like, what? So oh my gosh. Kidding. Kidding. Yeah, I, did you, I did it. I did it. That's, that's wild. Yes. And you, you were see, like, I don't remember. It's like, before. oh yeah. my gosh. When I work with uh, people that are my students or my clients, when I work with them, what happens is they always say afterwards, Sharon, well, remember when you said blah, blah, blah. And I said, you guys, I'm channeling. No, I don't remember. Um, mm. But I'm glad it was meaningful to you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but like, no, I don't always remember what they say. It's so, they're so clear. And it's always pure love that they speak. It's always, there's no emotion. It's, I call it neutrality. It's pure peace, pure neutrality, pure love. That's where they speak from to people. Although I've seen him get a little bit forceful with people when they have set up something in the third dimension that's about to happen to them. And now it's starting to become written. You know what I mean? Written mm -hmm. where, it, yeah. So, so that those are far more difficult to stop the experiences from happening in the third dimension when you've thought it for so long. And, you're, and maybe even in your subconscious and you're not aware, but those are the patterns that can follow us in the third dimension, which by the way, Kira, that's what we came here to do. And, yeah. and most people just are like, I don't want to deal with that. I'm just going to go into meditation. I think, well, then you'll miss the parade. You'll have to do it again because you came mm. to heal those patterns that came into your human self for you to spiral upward. So, but anyway, that's another. I, yeah. And I want to get on to that topic too, but I want to give you the opportunity to finish because there were three healings, right? And we've talked about three two healings. Yeah. So, so would, can you share the third absolutely, one? Absolutely. Because it is what is so different about the experience is, you know, you, I'm in meditation. I'm already in a meditative state, but this is unlike that because you, every single time, I was, com they, I don't know how to explain it. You're completely frozen, not in a scared way, in a beautiful way, but your physical body is not able to move. That means you're not able to blink. You're not, it's just like, it, it's so interesting. So that happens. It is like a cone. That's the best way I could describe it. It's like a cone. Like an inverted funnel like type like of thing? That, like a cone that just like comes down from, the top and you start feeling this vibration and it comes out and then it, you're just, you're stopped. You are not moving. You're not moving. And all you can feel all this energy, all this vibration going through your entire body. And what's so fascinating, that may take five minutes, that may take 10 minutes, but, and then it's as soon as it started, when you didn't expect it, then it goes. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's done the work. And it goes. And even the one that I was telling you about, Kara, on Maui, one of my one of my students was sitting in front of me. And when I came out, I said, what did that look like? She said, Sharon, there was all this light all the way around you. You could see light, but you were still when I say be still, you were stillness itself. You weren't moving. And she said, and then all of a sudden you saw your, you saw she saw me lit up all the way through. And then all of a sudden, she said, you see the light just lift. So that's fascinating. Isn't it fun? Yes, for sure. <laughs> it's fun. I love things like this. I just oh, feel. Yeah, yeah. 
So share with us about the how the healing wrapped up for at the Joe Dispenza. So actually, the third day, it was fascinating to me. Some of what would have been left, and I have worked through so many of these patterns, even when I was much younger, that I don't have a lot of third dimensional stuff left. But you saw that one, right, with the daisies. And so that was profound, that seven-year-old child who had a disease that disintegrated her hips. And so she never learned to do those things. She wasn't, she didn't run. She sat in a wheelchair. Like when kids were out playing, I was inside alphabetizing things as I remember. Yeah. <laughs> right in the office, they brought me inside to alphabetize things. I think that might be why I'm good at that. But so the third one was unbelievable because I felt this huge healing with my father and my father. I also do at times I'm a medium. I don't try to become a medium. I'm just talking to people. And then all of a sudden their their relatives. <laughs> but, but I had seen my dad before, but there was this enormous healing that happened in the deepest soul understanding of what he had come to help me learn. And it was just profound and my whole body was just shaking alive, just the most incredible awakening. And when I opened my eyes, this is what will blow your mind. When I opened my eyes, five of the healers were men. It would be unusual for one male to be in a group healing you. Five of the healers that were around me were men. And I knew they had been chosen. I knew that this, I knew that, oh, I still have chills all up and down. It's giving my, me chills my all over. Chakras, yeah. And I knew they had been handpicked and chosen. And I'm just telling you from the second day forward and even emotionally, like I, it's just was an incredible, I would not have known, and I am a healer and I would not have known <laughs> that was still within there, but it was, and now it's gone. And if there's even more clarity, like I really get to live in a deep state of clarity because I think you and I were talking about, Kara, I listen to them more than I listen to anyone out here because I've never seen them be wrong. I mean, even if I misconstrue what they said, maybe, right, or something, then it always comes around that part of what they said that I didn't misconstrue and I don't do it often, but when I mess it up, still comes around and the person will say that's absolutely what the truth was. That's exactly it. That's what happened. So amazing. Just amazing. This is incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, just the transmission that comes as you're recounting it is just divine. Yeah. It's incredible. And that's, so, our that's our truth. Right, right. Now, a couple of times you have talked about this spiraling, um, like a spiral evolution. And I would love to hear more about this, like the third dimensional reality and what that's like for people as they're what, first of all, can you explain a little bit about what you mean with this spiraling spiritually? Well, I've actually been able to feel it as a spiral as I move through different space and time, different dimensions, I've been able to feel it in my own being as the spiral that continues to move upward. And I always think it's funny that it's upward because we have these ideas. People have looked up at the sky 
and said, you know, like, oh, that's where God lives or whatever. Right. And it's so fascinating because it is up. That's what's so interesting. It is up. There is a movement up. Right. So you just have this profound awakening that becomes deeper. Like I, I literally, most of the time, what I'm seeing in front of my eyes are waves. They're the quantum fabric is what I see. With and in meditation, they're, oh, not my physical eyes. No, okay. <laughs> no, they don't see a lot. I need glasses. They don't see a lot my physical eyes. So no, as you're looking at something in the 3D, your third eye is projecting yeah. or is picking yeah, up actually on these can waves. see things as they really are from that from that spot. That's why I've been, I've seen angels standing behind people. Didn't know that I'd seen praying mantises because I didn't remember <laughs> that. But I, I mean, I literally why. see. I can <laughs> see through, it's like seeing through the veils. And so there's things that are going on always has blown my mind since I had that near-death experience that they're right next to you and people don't see them. And so this, this thing of feeling like people are alone is so false. It's just so false. It's a construction of our third dimensional mind, but it couldn't be less true. You're, you are all connected every moment of every day. You're never not connected. In fact, you're far more connected there than you are in this third dimension. However, most people based on, I went through a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma when I was a kid, which is also, I always wonder if that's why I developed that disease at such a young age. But a lot of trauma, a lot of terror. Father was a rageaholic. Now, I ended up taking care of these people that were my family as they were dying. I left my job and went for a year and a half and took care of my father died one year. The next year, my mom died. And the next year, my little brother died. My little brother and two of them, my mom and my little brother were during COVID. But I was called and everybody was like, you're crazy. I was an incredible high-ranking executive who managed thousands of people across the United States. However, I wasn't doing that either. That was coming through me. That success was given to me. It's not something I was trying to do. <laughs> I was given it so I could work with the people that I was assigned to during that period of time, right? But yeah, I actually... so. So yeah, I just, I'm sorry, Kara, I'm leaving spot. I'm just always so blown away by the synchronicity of events that happen within my life. But I do want to say this. It is a, I think it's a very tough thing for people that are, and I'm not saying that they're spiritually seeking in a third dimensional way they are, but other than that, they're remembering. I always tell people I'm not, they're like, I've never heard that before. I'm like, no, that's not true. I said it and you remembered it. It's not coming from me. I'm getting it off of you. You're actually remembering who you are. It's not being taught. So I'm not some guru over here. Like you're remembering the truth as I say it, because I can be in that resonance so that you remember it. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's very tough for people on the path because as they are getting closer and closer and spiraling up, okay, the people of the third dimensional world will literally start saying and accusing them of being, for one thing, out of their mind. And I want you to just hear that phrase, Kara. They are accused of being out of their mind. And I think, well, they are. <laughs> They're not living in their mind. But what actually is happening and the reason that people outside of them get so scared 
and start saying these things and trying to get them to come to and wake up and all these things is because energetically they were connected to the ones that they love and that vibration. So as you spiral up, it does feel like you're gone to them. I mean, you have to have a lot of compassion here. It feels like they lost you. Do you know how scary that is if someone loves you and they feel like they've lost you? But that feeling is what happens because most people can't hear up. So they're there and all they know is you're not there anymore. But the issues that I've seen my clients have over years where they are ostracized from their family or this person that they were deeply in love with all of a sudden just says something's wrong with them and they exit. This is not the easy part of walking through this path. They are comforted, however, by the higher realms. I can tell you that. But th this is tough for people. My heart goes out to people. Like, you know how many people I've started working with and in the beginning they are feeling completely alone. They don't feel like they belong to this world because they don't, because they don't. But they don't feel like they're a part of because they're not. They were sent here. They chose to come here to take care of and evolve their soul by learning the things that had happened to them. In this life, I have to tell you, you know how long it took me to actually understand that I, please hear me because I know people are going to have feelings about it, but that I actually chose to have such an abusive beginning because it has made me a woman of the highest compassion. And I have the most precious thing you can have, which is the ability to have people speak to me. And as I listen, I'm able to say, me too. That happened to me too. And so they start to feel that beautiful kindred spirit that they're not alone, that they've never really been alone. And then they start to evolve into who they really are. And the more time they spend there, the more time they're able to detach from the third dimension and all of its attachments. So my heart goes out to people on the journey, truly. Yeah, I think that will probably resonate with a lot of people because that is one of those side effects that I think so many people do have. And sometimes it's easier than other times if it's just like some friendships that had run their course or whatever. But when it's like a, a parent or a a sibling or a child or you know like hopefully a grown child but these relationships that are so foundational to our experience it can be it can take a lot of courage so is there anything that you how do you advise people I'm sure it's like case by case basis but in terms of like the ability to sort of bridge so that there's you know that feeling of loss you know i think in some cases it it's it doesn't you know it doesn't always have to be a, like well i'm gonna leave everything no, behind no, goodness no in fact let me tell say i was in mainstream corporate america and i was not in mainstream corporate america i can assure you mm -hmm. not at all so is it possible to bring that here instead of absolutely and I think the biggest thing that I could say to people that is the truth that I've known since my conversations on the other side is that we are whole. 
We are whole. There's nothing missing in you. There's no part that's missing, but most people feel like they're not enough, but they will never feel enough in the third dimension until they start to spiral upward. They won't feel whole. This is where you feel whole from, is from this state. And so it's an awful feeling for people that like there must be something wrong with them. They don't feel like they're enough. They can never get it right. They can't fit in to the third dimensional world. And actually, that's because they would be fitting out of themselves to fit in. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you're not fitting in. You're trying to fit out. It doesn't work. Fit back into who you really are, because we are loved to an extent you cannot even fathom it in the third dimension. You can't. You cannot fathom that you are never alone and you are loved at a, at, at, with a love that is like, it's infinite. There's no boundaries. There's nothing. I mean, one of the most shocking things I think that happened when I was on the other side initially was I said, is this where I do my death inventory? And the most incredible loving being said, oh no, my child, we never punish you. Every time you broke your own integrity on earth, you punished yourself. Well, in a way, when you try to fit out and belong in that third dimensional world, see, you're going the wrong direction. The fulfillment and the wholeness is who you are. It's who you really are. And so it's connecting to that and then remembering because you have it all inside of you. You're not missing anything. You're whole. Mm, That's beautiful. That brings us to one more question that I would just love to expand upon a little bit because you talked about it toward the beginning, but about kind of the rejection of the 3D world and how people can get into that understanding of like, oh, I'm a spirit, so I'm going to discount everything going on here. I'm going to just, you know, only have the spiritual life. So can you talk about the purpose, the potential, the opportunity that we're given in this physical. Uh, Kara, I'm so glad you said that because I have so many friends and people that I've known and clients that I've worked with that when I meet them in the beginning, they think that they can then just bypass the third dimension and just live in spirit. And I'm telling you, you asked to come here to do the third dimensional things, to learn those lessons. So if you bypass them, and you just live in spirit. And as my first teacher would say, go hum at a white wall, you're missing the whole point because you will come back and you will repeat that lesson until you're willing to work through your third dimensional experiences from a fourth dimension level of existence. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. And you're going to be so upset. (laughs) when you get to the other side and they're like, okay, well, you didn't do that. You didn't. Okay. So we had arranged all those coincidences in your life, all those people in your life. So you could learn these spiritual lessons. You decided to bypass the whole thing. And so now I'm afraid you've got to go back and do that again. Mm. I mean, really? and, And the other thing is just know if you're having that much of a difficulty in a third dimension, it's very possible. It's because you're not listening to yourself. You're not really listening. And trust me, we are worth listening to. So does that help, Kara? Yes. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. So as we wrap up here, Sharon, I would love for you to share with with everybody how they can connect with you. And I just want to say that 
based on our conversation from the last time you were on this podcast, somebody very, very close to me, somebody that I love so much that I've known forever. My best friend was like listening to the podcast was like, oh my God, who is this woman? I feel such a resonance with her. And she's been working with you very closely and you've helped her so much through some really, really difficult things that she's going with going that are going on in her life. So I just want to testify again that everybody listen very closely as Sharon talks about how you can connect with her. Oh, Kara, that's lovely. Yeah, my gosh, she's just such an incredible being. I love watching her come into who she really is. It's an incredible journey. And I love her so dearly. If you want to get in touch with me, my email is Sharon at herdivinelife.com. That's my email. My website is www.herdivinelife. I guess it's .com. I don't know how all that works. I was saying to Kara, my technology is just not the best part of me. I can assure you that. <laughs> Won't spend enough time here on the third dimension to do that. But yeah, if you would like to get in touch with me, I, of course, I would love to hear more or answer questions for anyone. But that would probably be the best way is my email, Sharon at herdivinelife.com. Well, thank you, Sharon. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. And thank you, everybody, for being here today. And I've just been loving riding this wave that we've got going here today. It's my heart feels so full and I'm really grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Kara. <laughs>